Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 308 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we're going to be talking about fighting dino robo dinos together as a family, just like in Fast and the Furious. The Nathan Drake adventures continue, question mark, question mark, exclamation point. No three E3 of any of the big three. Oh my goodness, Kyle, this one's a doozy. And should we be calling PSVR 2 the Vita 2 instead? All that and so much more. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, the grand school host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? You always add extra words when you read the intro. That's the anxiety. <laughs> I okay every so, time. In truth, I saw Robo Dinos together as a family a little bit earlier, uh, and I was okay. like, I can add Fast and the Furious to it. Oh yeah, no, that's that's great. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't though. <laughs> <laughs> and do you like how I spelled out question mark question mark because I wanted you to read that? <laughs> yep. <instead> of, okay, <laughs> yep. Okay. But I wanted to be a little spicy because I was like question mark question mark. Eh, exclamation points where the YouTuber would come in, you know? Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. That being said, I might be dying. The shock face. Yeah, emoji. Uh, Kyle, I got, a, I got a question for you. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about this week. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we went from nothing to everything. To everything at once. Um, this might be everywhere all at once. <laughs> oh, it's going to be better than that. Trust me. Um, How dare you? If that, listen, if that movie wins Best Picture, Ooh, we I'll be a little upset over Top Gun Maverick. Boy, oh boy. Now, uh, this might be the biggest week for video game news, like in a very without long time. Without a showcase or something. Yeah. yeah, without like there's just it seems like every day there's something new and something to get upset about. But before we talk about all the controversy and maybe mm-hmm. even some of the hype, I want to ask you a question, just like how I normally do. I like to warm you yeah. up. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How surprised are you? of how mainstream The Last of Us has become. Because I just saw right before the show aired, or we started recording, um, that SNL has Pedro Pascal on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did like a little like clicker scene of like the clickers like in the oh, engineering like room. Yeah, and he's like grabbing a hammer right before he's about to give him a good old whack. Like the SNL crew stops him. They're like, that's our new like, member mark it's like oh, okay yeah. yeah but how crazy is that has it has it entered your mind of like how mainstream this show has become it's broken the zeitgeist if you will sure um here's where the only time i i will oh. be a little cocky and egotistical oh okay i kind of knew it would oh like, like, look at you i i mean i've been proud of this game and, and saying that I'm a fan of this game and this franchise for ever at this point. I knew yeah. if it would get any sort of ad- adaptation, it was going to be fantastic. Like yeah. e- even on the show when you were like, it's not going to be God's gift, right? You're, you were trying to keep your hype and expectations in check. In I was check. like, Joe, no, it's going to be perfect. And, and so far so good. So it's only, it was only a matter of time for people to, to, realize just not just how the last of us is but just how good some of the stories in video games are yep and i think having it on hbo is the perfect avenue for it yeah i'm i'm surprised Mm -hmm. i'm not to say because like i know how good this story is yeah but you know not and 
a little surprised of how well it's been, you know, adapted and even the the Mister X or like some of the deviations in story. Um, it it feels so good, and it, yeah, there's a part of you that it, it feels vindicated or vindicating because you're just like, yeah. I've been I've been saying this for nine years now. How good this is, yeah. And y'all looked at me like I was like I was a fool because it's video games, yeah. but this is truly one of the best stories in video games, and being told with so much respect for the medium and for the story that it's trying to tell. So yeah. for me, I'm I'm a little, I, I I I'm still a little in shock when I see like people at work talking about it or like mm. my mother talking about it, like mm. what's happening next. It's. It's awesome. And like last week's episode, which I love because there are some people out there that it's like the last of us went woke. It's like, really? Wait, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. You know, relax, evil Kyle's out you, there. Um, <laughs> you're just showing just how much you did not play the game. Well, it's just because everybody wants to be upset at something now. That's the whole, it's a gimmick. It's yeah. tired. Are you tired? Of, I'm tired of it. Imagine being one of those people, just being angry Could all you, the time. I cannot wait joe i cannot wait yeah spoilers for the last of us Uh oh i'm saying it right now i'm gonna give you five seconds five four three two those people are going to be shocked out of their minds when they find out ellie is gay yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna be shocked that one of the main characters that everybody loves is also gay yeah i mean that's shocks (laughs) yeah i mean that's episode two but yeah it's just like lunacy Nonetheless, though, it's awesome to see just how many people are finally digging it, enjoying it. Like there's a there was another story I was going to put in talking about, like, yet again, The Last of Us is surging in the charts um, because people want to now play this game. They're interested in it. So it's just, I don't know, as a gamer, it feels a little vindicating. And as a person who just loves you know, a good show. It's awesome yeah. to see how well it's being taken care of. You know, same. And and I, 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 we've said it before. I think that anybody that is going to try to adapt an, a video game from here on out mm-hmm. needs to have the creator involved, like yeah. Neil is with the show. Yeah. That is the only way. The only way I feel this kind of quality of adaptation is going to continue. Yeah. The studio needs to be a part of it. They They, can't just play the game and pick out all the action set pieces and then try to one, one in a shot for shot kind of remake of it. Right. You can't do that. Like you, you need to have somebody who's worked on this thing for years Mm -hmm. and and have them be actively involved. That's the only way that we're going to get a, good video game thing like this yeah i mean it's it it, and we've seen it done with like books like george railroad martin is integral to those shows Mm -hmm. so you know for me and even like the tolkien estate when we talk about lord of the rings like that is an estate that takes extreme pride in its ip though the creator's long dead so to me it's not like the creator has to be in there it's just whoever's controlling that intellectual property has to have that love and respect yeah you know that authority on it that's Mm -hmm. that's what i'm thinking you know yeah i don't want to get another doom with the rock or (laughs) or black adam with the rock (laughs) that said kyle listen there's so much to talk about 
But before we do, it's time for a little bit of housekeeping. It's time for a Patreon pitch, like we say each and every week. If we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your situation may be, if we're getting you through that cubicle, please, please, please. It really does help us out. If you go to patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room, it's the reason why we look so great, sound so good. It's because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest members, Luke Snore, I mean Luke Lore, of the Xbox Expansion Pass, who... Actually, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, has interviewed the creative director of Hi-Fi Rush. So oh, cool. go check out the Xbox expansion pass and tell Luke that I slept with his mother in the comments. Then we have Doth Simon the Pie Man, which I forgot to add him in the list. And it begs to, to, to be explained again. I'm a big dumb dumb idiot. I redid this list. So if I'm missing your name, please let me know. I'm going to fix it. And Doth Simon the Pie Man. Is that the silver plus tier? And I want to thank our newest member, uh, Max Grundahl, at the bronze plus tier. And goes without saying, if I messed up your name like I probably did with Max, my bad, let me know, and then slap me in the face. Now, it's time for our platinum producers. Give them a shout out. Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our gold members, Brad Presnell, Brent uh, Gillian, uh, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, uh, Ryuko Kill 90, Sith Lord 92, Spam and Bamin, Steven Flesh, and Strubles and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Baldrin, Ball Medin, uh, Daniel Welsh, Elo 2032, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Naka Chaka. Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, K. Grimm, Lamb Chop 93, Marcus O'Neill, Androsor, Astronaut Jr., not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, Rick Arrington, Dewan Roxa, the Aztec King, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Brenton Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, J.D. Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, E.T., Tino 6 Speed, not to be mistaken with Tino 7 Speed nor 8 Speed because they are not on a target basis, M. Kyle, H85, and Johnson and Sean McKenzie. And I, I, you're in my head, Kyle. Can I just say it? You're in my head. I'm in your head? Why? Yeah. You, you nailed it the first try last week. And I'm stuttering. I'm like, oh, boy. Kyle did so much better. He's going to replace me just like all these AI are. Uh, please you know i could never replace you listen if you want to keep hearing me stutter and skip over names uh, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash ps trophy room we are doing a road to greatness of uh the dead space remake a deep dive into the game my thoughts on it as a longtime dead space stan and fan all that and so much more uh that's a patreon exclusive show you can get after shows so much exclusive stuff like our last of us breakdowns over at patreon.com slash ps trophy room and, and you and uh sean capri yell at each other about console stuff right yeah 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 it's mostly really half of the console war room is just sean and i yelling at each other about our fantasy leagues and getting in each other's heads <laughs> which last week he picked metroid prime 4 in front of me thinking that that was somehow going to deter me and i'm like the game's been out for four years sean Really, you're gonna pick the one that's been deep development for four plus years? Okay, that's a that's a decision for you to do. All right, dummy. <laughs> Kyle, oh. it is time to finally 
square up the news. Take it away, good sir. First bit of news uh, that needs to be squared up comes from Zermina Khan over at PS Lifestyle. Zermina writes, Uncharted 5 seemingly teased a new PS5 ad. It looks like a new PS5 advertisement is teasing Uncharted 5. Today, Sony unveiled its live from PS5 TV spot that showcases video games, PS5 features, and more. Of note is the ad officially kicking off marketing for Marvel Spider-Man 2 and a brief clip that looks an awful lot like Uncharted. Why fans think Sony is teasing Uncharted 5? At the 43-second mark in the video below, a girl can be seen walking towards some kind of artifact in a cave with a torch in her hand. She certainly doesn't look like Lara Croft, as this Reset Era user pointed out. The character who looks young enough to be someone who knows anyone really play Uncharted 4 to find out proceeds to dust off the artifact at 47 seconds in a flash on the screen that lasts barely a second. Yeah. You know, I got a question about spoilers, right? Because, like, we talk about, like, Ellie's, like, sexuality, right? Like, it's been known for nine-plus years. It's been teased Uh in episode two of The Last of Us. That's not, to me, it's not a spoiler at this point. And if you're in, like, if you're listening to the podcast, like, you've played The Last of Us, chances are. You've Mm -hmm. played Uncharted. So, like... What's what's the time on a video game? I I know we've talked about this previously, but like, I think I think Last of Us is different because people are experiencing the show for the first time. Okay, and like we've had some community members just play the first game for the first time. Sure. Um, I think Green Gorilla. I think just played it for the first time. But like rationally upset at a spoiler. Like I I know what happens mm. in like Final Fantasy VII, and I'm not bummed about it because I'm like I had 20 years to play that game. Sure. Um, yeah, it's. I. I feel like it's a. A, a touch, touch and go. No, what? Okay. Is it that depends. the right phrase? Yeah, I think yeah it's it like depends. A touch and go. Yeah. It, it. It depends on just how long the game's been out. Is there something going on for everybody, like where they're experiencing it at the same time? Right. So, like Uncharted, I don't know if it's falls into that we need to keep the spoilers to ourselves kind of thing okay it's been out for a bit all right you sure about it hey i'll let you make that call <laughs> <laughs> all right three two one santa's not real kids m9 you prime writes it how dare you <laughs> it's not even christmas time <laughs> i don't care Kids gotta know, kids gotta know. M9 Prime writes in, Good day, gentlemen. In regards to the Uncharted tease, who do you think will be the protagonist? Who who would you want it to be? Also, do you think the scope will be in line with Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy? I found Uncharted 4 to be much longer than Lost Legacy. Both were very good, so I'd be happy with either direction. Now, M9 Prime, he he did have a little spoiler in there. So mm. I'll say this, Kyle. It's really hard to restart a franchise when the protagonist is not the main character, right? Like we've seen Halo stumble with this time and time again when trying to replace the Master Chief with someone else. Like they tried with Halo 5 with Locke, right? And they had this awesome ad campaign of like, who's going to win, Locke versus Chief? And it story didn't line up the way the ads were, but everybody <laughs> did not like Locke. It was, it was weird. Even with Halo Infinite, I feel like there are certain characters that get introduced uh, to replace others, and they have to win you over. 
So to me, I feel like this has to be a character that we that is related to Nate or is close to Nate for it to make sense. Because for whatever reason, Nate, it can't be the main character in, in Uncharted 5, right? Yeah. Uh, so I want to know what you think. First off, do you think this ad is saying, hey, Uncharted 5 is a thing? Is it is it alluding to something? Uh, and who would you want to see or, or who do you think would take the mantle of, of Nate? Hmm. Uh, I agree with you on who to take the mantle. Okay. I think it's pretty. It, the The course has been written already. Yeah, I I feel like that's who it's going to be. Um, I would assume, yeah, it's Uncharted Five. I I don't because that ad, which is a pretty good ad, it reminds yeah. me of the 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 fun PlayStation ads from back in the back in the day that I really really enjoyed. Um. Like the one where they're all in the bar and to yeah. Kevin. Yeah. To I Kevin. I, I love that one. That is still my favorite goddamn campaign. <laughs> it's so I've good. Done. It's so good. Yeah. It, it, it gives me those kind of vibes. Um, like, I think it was in a montage with other things like Ghost of Tsushima, I think was right after yep. it. And Spider-Man. Um, a Returnal, Returnal, I think was in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I doubt this is alluding to the Legacy of Thieves okay. collection true because of the person who is in the shot right like i don't think that was chloe i don't think I mean, that was nadine why not elena why can't elena take I, up a backpack it could and be. or something well no yeah i it's totally fine with me i just think that if it was alluding to these games that are on the system right now right elena hasn't done that in any of the games so far you know like true. The Ghost of Tsushima thing was them running away after burning down a camp. There was the Returnal thing talking about aliens on a, another planet, whatever. Those things happened. Yeah. yeah. We haven't had this character as a playable thing in a game yet. So, okay, my, my, my next question to you is, like, why put her there? Like... I I don't know. I... I, this is where I'm confused, Joe. Okay. Because <laughs> all me. these things, and like we'll get it later uh, in a couple questions from now, but like this ad campaign, yeah, feels like it's should have been after a major showcase. Hmm. With everything that's out and about in the world, yeah, like it just feels like it should have been either after a showcase or it's alluding to something. Right. And, and and that is what's confusing to me. <laughs> so, okay. A lot of people on Twitter, and I may be ruining the question, but we'll, we'll go into it. Yeah. A lot of people on Twitter are going, well, showcase soon. I mean, this is a, this is a, a really big ad, a very yeah. expensive looking ad. And you're right. It's, it's showing you highlights from, from the PlayStation five, like what you can play right here, right now. So, do do you think this means there's a showcase coming? I feel like every week it's like, when do we think it's here? Exactly. <laughs> but, I but, mean, at at some point, yeah, I hope so. This just stokes that fire a little bit more. Yeah, like there's a real life Leviathan axe in London, <laughs> in the ground. That like, is so cool, by the way. So it's like, so cool. This ad campaign. We should have started with the ad campaign first. Yeah. Is is tremendous because 
it is a whole bunch of like first off we got like a little sneak peek from like final uh final fantasy 16 yeah we got like race car drivers from uh Mm -hmm. from gt7 we also have the robots from stray ratchet and clank yeah a whole bunch of stuff and i even think for like a split second you also saw callisto in there um Mm. so you saw a whole bunch of like awesome ip in there i don't to me i don't think that this is oh with this comes a, a state of play or with this comes a showcase i think it's them going hey Let's let everybody know that the PlayStation 5 is readily available now. The shortage is over. Let's rehype everybody up so that they could go and get this console. Because I think what this, you know, what this trailer has done really well is kind of remind us there's been already a ton of really good games that have come to the PlayStation 5 or are coming to the PlayStation 5. Mm. Like you got, you know, Spider Man 2, which is awesome. And. Uh, you, you saw Miles there, right? Um, you know, you saw Aloy, which mm-hmm. was so awesome to see here in live action. Gets yeah. me hyped for, you know, whatever that show becomes. But then you also saw, like, like God of War. You know, you saw Returnal. Like, you saw all these awesome games. So I don't think it's it's a showcase. Because if it was alluding to a showcase, we'd be seeing those characters, I think. Right? Fair. But then here begs the question, okay. why include this Uncharted scene? Or treasure hunting thing. Like, why? Everything else we can pinpoint on something that we know. Yeah. That is the one thing that isn't alluding to something that we know. I mean, that is fair. And maybe it is just something like, ah, this will get the kids talking. Fair. Yeah. It very well could be. Perhaps. Uh, That being said, also, you saw Destiny for a quick second. Some guy trying to... I'm watching it right now. Yeah, it's like also like bouncing around around the world with different newscasts and... It's it's a great great commercial. It's a great campaign. It's it, I love when Sony gets this weird. That being said, though, uh, my dream Uncharted game on a story perspective is like it's been late enough, y'all. Um, you know, it's you know ten fifteen years into the future. Nate has a kid. They're estranged for whatever reason, oh, and this person, heart. yeah, this person, like like Nate couldn't scratch that itch they're missing for whatever reason you're trying to find them or nate is the sully character uh you know over your shoulder smoking a cigar this time yes please yes please it has to be nate still has to be slightly connected to it kind of like with the force awakens or even gears 4 where you saw older generation pass the torch there needs to be the passing of the torch that's important i think now matt kennedy writes in uh from the star and just like you can too, head on over to at PS Short Room on Twitter or join our Discord and our awesome community. Y'all have been so amazing the past week. Uh, and Kennedy writes, in regards to what we want from Uncharted, what if they took uh, the mechanics and lore from Uncharted, but added it into an open world formula? We saw those massive open areas in A Thief's End and Lost Legacy, and I personally thought those ideas in those areas were a lot of fun. I don't necessarily need any uh, any playable characters related to Nate. They could add references or whatnot, but I'm very happy with the ending of the Nathan Drake saga. I feel anyone could go into an Uncharted adventure, but 
Sorry, I lost my place. But to be able to... There you go. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Teach. Uh, But to be able to truly collect treasures and freely explore a open world seems pretty cool. Or is that too ambitious? And am I alone in my thoughts? Also, which studio would you like to see working on an Uncharted series? What do you think? What would you guys want out of the possible continuation of the series? So, Kyle, linear or open world, my friend? I say, why not both? Yeah, I mean, that is a good answer. Yeah. Open worlds worries me just a little bit. Why? Because when I think Uncharted, I think those action set pieces. Sure. And I think if we go open world, those would be few and far between. Okay. Uh, or it would feel weird. Everything's open, go anywhere, and any, and then all of a sudden you're running down a hallway with... I don't know, a plane coming after you. Like, I, yeah. it's just so I, a little bit of both is great, but I do love the idea of an uncharted game mixing those two areas in Lost Legacy and four mm-hmm. and combining it with like a, a horizon where you can go into these cauldrons, but mm. there are caves, similar to how the Tomb Raider reboot right. did, where there were all these cave puzzle caverns that you have to solve and there was a, an artifact at the end. Like, right. That would be awesome, but yeah. I would also I Uncharted also to me is Drake mm. is that quipping wise ass you know going yeah. out on these adventures and his relationship with the people that he truly loves. Yeah, I think for me having a hub area kind of like Lost Legacy did a lot for me. It is yeah. my second favorite Uncharted in the series, mm-hmm. um, and to have it oh, maybe second, yeah, yeah, Uncharted two is number your first. No, no, I'll try to slightly above. Love, 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 love. Uh, Recognize the game, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, But Legacy, I love the big, broad, open area in the center. And they could kind of have like an Ocarina of Time moment where it's like you land in the center of this area and there are different arms to explore. Like the one thing that I would like to see from Uncharted is actually one of the areas, and I don't want to spoil it, but in Ragnarok, the valley wink wink nudge Ooh, nudge yeah, yeah, where yeah. the world is changing as your actions or, or, or changing to your actions as as a gamer right mm. what you're doing in that environment is changing along with it so you can have different areas but they're more like here's hub one here's hub two here's hub three like here we're in you know the philippines now we're in thailand now we're in europe type of type of thing and we can kind of have that have that adventure so to me that's what i would like to see and again, story-wise, they do have to be connected with Nate. What yeah. studio is on it? I think it's, I think it's the long-rumored, you know, PlayStation Malaysia the team. Malaysian team. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Because Naughty Dog straight up said that they're not working on Uncharted. Right. They said no more. We're yeah, done no with more. it, and we're moving on to, you know, Last of Us and new IP. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were a little bummed. I'm like, nope. This is great. They like, gave us five fantastic games, or mm-hmm. technically six if you want to include Gold in the Best. Have, have them move on. You, yeah. you now have Last of Us, which is still super, I mean, we just talked about super successful, yep. mm-hmm. and then create that new IP you know, yep. that we've been wanting for a bit. So that's where I think they're going to be going. And you can hand off those other you know series or their legacy series to other teams. And as long as, as long as... They're getting input from the Naughty Dog team. 
of like, hey, this is where we should be going. Like if mm-hmm. Amy just like signed up, Amy Hennig, the original writer, was like, hey, well, I'm I'm down. I have you know? a story to tell or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Good. That would be awesome. That's it, Kyle. Would you like to get the last question? Because I'm just stuttering over everything today. I don't know. Oh, why. you're fine. Stop beating yourself up. You're good. Uh, uh, from Katie. Katie. Hey guys. Hope we are doing well. It's okay, Katie. Hope you're doing well. Uh, so doing this week, PlayStation has been going crazy with advertising the PS5, the games that you can get for it, because it is now a lot easier to get your hands on one. This week, PlayStation put up a giant Leviathan axe in London to promote God of War Ragnarok. Would it be weird to say to my manager, oh, I'm not coming into work today. I'm going to London to see and touch this giant axe. Not uh, this leads me Not at all. I would mm-hmm. join you if yeah. I could. Uh, this leads me to my question, which is, what is your favorite piece of gaming advertisement? Could be something simple as an ad because we've had some good ones, but could also be something as crazy as a giant prop statue, etc. Keep up the amazing work as always. Loving the last of us recap breakdowns. Love you guys. Love you thank too, you, Katie. Thank, thank you. you. Patreon.com slash PS Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of numb to a lot of the ad campaigns because you and I both know we worked at GameStop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and man, have we experienced all of those ad campaigns over yeah. and over again on but, repeat <laughs> on repeat every seven minutes and um one that comes to mind that's seared in my brain every time when you hear me go madden 11 or i did not play madden um that is burned in my brain because madden 11 came out and every five minutes that ad would pop up with the trailer trash guy and the young kid going, I'll, I'll just let play man. And the little kid going, I'll just let play man. Like every five minutes. Yeah. And that was true torture. Honestly, CIA, are you listening? You don't need a waterboard. You just give them that ad on repeat. Uh-huh. And you're going to break an individual soul. But yeah. Kyle, what say you? Is there is there an ad campaign that is spoken to you, sir? I mean, I, I already brought up the uh, to Kevin ad. Uh, or it maybe it wasn't Kevin, maybe it was somebody else. Uh, that's I think a Hall of Fame level PlayStation advertising campaign, along with Kevin Butler. I was about to say every time Kev showed Kevin up, Kevin Butler, and and shout out to Marcus with the PSP as well. Yes. That was a great one as uh, too. Um, as far as like a viral ad campaign, I can't remember ever like seeing it and being. Oh, actually, I was bummed because for um, the last of us show, actually, yeah. they had a whole thing in New York City that they mm. dressed as a part of the QZ yeah. that you can go and experience. And I love that kind of stuff. Um, sure. But yeah, when it comes to PlayStation, those ads or those people from the ads are... PlayStation just knows how to do it. None. Yeah. I mean, there, there are also weird ones. Don't get me wrong. Like that the weird... Baby. So yeah, the the baby one is. Have you weird. seen the Xbox baby one where they aired it once and they were just like never again? No, I don't think I have. All right, real talk, guys. Look this up. Xbox <laughs> folks, bow your heads and shave for just a sec. There's this one ad that was literally canceled as soon as it came out in in the EU or whatever. This lady is giving birth, and the kid shoots out. And the kid doesn't just shoot out of the hospital room, but my, as my memory serves, he just starts shooting out into the atmosphere and just starts aging. You are 1000% correct because I'm watching it right now. Yeah. He is flying through stratosphere, screaming, hair is growing. Yep. As he goes, he's covering up his naughty bits. 
He's got Purified. abs now. He's a grown ass man. Yep. yep. What is this advertisement? It's like Animorphs. Remember Animorphs with the cover? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and now wild. he's an old man. Yep. And he's bald and he's falling to earth. Yep. And straight into a gravestone. <laughs> straight into Xbox. a cemetery. <laughs> what were y'all oh, thinking back then? Life is short. Play more. That's the tagline. Well, there you go. Uh, Whoa. But, yeah, for me, it's for Kevin. Kevin Butler. I think just PlayStation has the best ads. They just know yeah. how to do it. They know how to get you hyped. That said, Kyle, they also know how to, how to I don't know, not hold a, a, a leak. <laughs> Let's talk about the next story. It's there. a bummer. Uh, Grant Taylor Hill from Insider Gaming writes, Horizon multiplayer leak reveals alpha gameplay and art. A 12-minute clip showing alpha footage from the Horizon multiplayer project leaked online, along with key concept art that reveals quite clearly a unique art style and direction for the game. In the leak, we're exposed to several character models. Oh, excuse me, I got like beard hair in my mouth. Uh-oh. It's yeah. untamed. It's untamed. I know. I gotta. I gotta shorten it up. Yeah. Um, clearly, a unique art style and direction for the game. In the leak, we're exposed to several character models traversing a, wor- a world that is unmistakably Horizon, but at the same time looks like a completely different game. There's a color palette that is reminiscent of Fortnite, and the textures have been reworked to appear brighter, less detailed, and lower res than the main series. From what appears to be base-building elements to a cartoony Fortnite-esque art style that seems pulls apart from the main series, Horizon's multiplayer certainly appears to be, at least at face value, a complete separation from Aloy's saga. There's a diverse array of characters to choose from, all of which look a little Pixar-like in their appearance. There are portly, heavy-set heroes and lith agile hunters. We're given a glimpse at the usual array of robots that are typically found on Horizon, and for the most part, combat looks relatively similar to the main series. At present, the Horizon multiplayer project looks like quite a basic premise, cooperative play in an open world with survival elements weaved in. It looks like a much smaller environment, but that may have just been for the purposes of the test. Yeah, it it seems like it is exactly what we've been saying for now years. (laughs) This this looks like a Monster Hunter light game. Uh, And from what I've seen, because unfortunately, Kyle, you, you, you you missed it. Sony yanked it down. So this confirms this is real. This is a thing. It yep. exists. Um, but it, it the Fortnite aesthetic is such an easy cop out to say it looks uh, more cartoonish or less realistic because Fortnite is not the word I would use. But if I were to mash up something, it, it does look akin to like um, a Pixar or a DreamWorks animation uh akin to like a rumbleverse uh recipes fam but that game how those characters look that's what we're getting at from this aesthetic so just to paint a picture you have various different classes in the game working in tandem fighting giant robo dinos that we all know and love with some base building uh in there as well very early alpha uh it seems like it was in its early stages when someone ripped this but kyle i i got a question from brett over from triangle squared who writes in great place is your podcast you should check them out after the show uh with horizon having a vr title a rumored mmo title and now a leaked multiplayer title the question bears asking even if you love horizon can there be too much of a good thing too quickly? Best wishes, 
guys. Kyle, are we getting way too much? La- I mean, last one, Jesus, way too, way too much Horizon. I feel, I feel like I've answered this in the past. I don't Please. remember what I said, so apologies if I backtracked. <laughs> a little bit of yes, a little bit of no. Okay. Like I can understand why we're getting all these things, especially if we are getting that show. Yeah. Like especially now seeing the reception of Last of Us HBO. It, can you imagine if her once the Horizon show comes out, not only is there two f- phenomenal games out there mm-hmm. for people to play, but now there are a bunch of other different types of games in the same universe right. for people like a game for everybody. Um, so that part it makes sense to me, but also. I love the world of Horizon and Aloy so much. I don't want it to be watered down. Okay. And I don't want it to lose that kind of quality of world. True. Because um, there's always, there is so much, uh, there is a thing as too much of a good thing. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, taking a look at The Last of Us Part 2 and then, you know, a year or two afterwards, we're getting The Last of Us Part 1 remake and everybody's like, is this necessary? And then seeing the show... And now we're going to get a multiplayer thing soon in the next year or two. Um, There's been a lot of Last of Us, but people are excited about the property again. So as long as the thing is good, I don't think that there's going to be that much pushback. But I will state too much of a good thing. Right. Like someone someone added me a few weeks ago going, Joe, you say that you like when PlayStation moves on or they let their teams move on for something. But look at how many Horizon things are in the works right now. Yeah. My argument is, yes, from separate teams, that's not a one-to-one comparison, um, and at the same exact time, as long as these things are good, who cares? Like, to me, having this Horizon VR title, everybody's walking away from it going, this is one of the best VR things I have played, and if I am going into a VR experience, and I'm going into Horizon for the first time as a VR player, well, now suddenly I'm interested into Horizon. And if I'm into Horizon and I get a a VR game that I love, well, now I'm into VR. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what Sony's strategy is. With this title, they see a lot of opportunity for growth. I would just argue from what I've seen from the art, and I'm a big dumb idiot, but it kind of looks like the the Mega Bloks Halo game that never was, that alpha footage, which should have been a thing. It looked great. Where it's like, we don't need to kidify this. Like, Horizon's beautiful. We don't need to have lower polygon anything. It doesn't need a different art style because mm-hmm. it's already beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm like, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. But as long as, again, these things are handled with care and they're great, I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to mind seeing so much of it. Like, you know, people complain about like MCU fatigue. Money still make hundreds of millions and sometimes oh, even billions yeah. at the box office. People complain about, you know, Star Wars fatigue. But gosh dang, the Mandalorian is blowing up social media right now. So I feel like we also project you, some you, of our fears. A Bob A. Fett. You're holding up a Lego Bob A. Yeah, Fett. I meant to show this to you earlier. I'm I, proud of I, you. I, I got it for Christmas and I made it. So the Lego Boba Fett helmet. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like, you know, these IP, they're still popular. They they only get watered down, quote unquote, when they're not great experiences. When Fair. they're, uh, when they're yeah. uh, Last Jedi. Oh, I got it. <laughs> How dare you. No, I'm um, I like that movie. Uh, my question here, what Brett was saying. Yeah. The leaked multiplayer title, which you were like, because you, you watch it, you mentioned it's 
akin to a Monster Hunter like yeah. kind of thing. How is that any different from the rumored MMO title? Or are they both the one and the same thing? And that could be another thing. Uh, you know, sometimes there's multiple projects being worked on at, at a single time, yeah. and not all of them are meant to come out. And not all of them do come out. You know, we're Fair. going to talk about EA in a second here. So yeah. sometimes things change. And if one project looks more promising than the other, they cut and run. So it, it could be that like the MMO title is different um, or or maybe ahead of schedule or maybe behind schedule. Who knows? And they're kind of maybe competing for timeshare. But the rumored MMO title, MMOs are so weird that. And, and something that we're not used to as console gamers, yeah. or they're foreign to us, rather, that I want to see how that plays out. Because you're right. What would be the core difference here between uh-huh. an MMO and, and, and this thing? And if it's the Guild Wars 2 devs that are working on this MMO from, from what we've been hearing, then it, it won't be too dramatically different uh, mm-hmm. than, than this game. Maybe it, it maybe it's like the weapon systems I remember Guild Wars two played around with would be here and that would would make these two things different, but I don't know. I I want I want the era of Horizon like right when everything was going to hell. Yeah. I, mean, I want that to be like a multiplayer thing. Yeah. And I mean that's what the show's gonna be. So like yeah. this could be also different eras within and different areas. Uh, that that we could be exploring. It's l- the literal world. There's so much to to mm-hmm. to uncover here. Oh boy, I didn't mean that. All right, Kyle. Now it's time for yeah, a next did. story. Yeah, I did a little bit. I'm so much lie. to unfog in this. In, uh, in oh, look at that! Look at that! Take it away, you son of a gun. <laughs> Chris Scullion over at VGC writes: Sony has reportedly cut its PlayStation VR two launch forecast in half. Bloomberg citing, quote, people familiar with Sony's deliberations, end quote, claims that Sony has previously aimed to ship 2 million PlayStation VR 2 units during the headset's launch quarter. However, following what it's claimed are disappointing pre-order figures, Bloomberg sources say Sony's shipment forecasts have been halved to just 1 million this quarter. According to the report, Sony has told the supply partner to expect a reduction in the number of orders for display panels and expects to ship around 1.5 million headsets in the 11 months between April 2023 and March 2024. In an update, PlayStation has denied claims that disappointing pre-orders have seen it reduce production. Ooh, we, Kyle. Something we've been talking about for the past few weeks now, right? Just put on a state of play if this is true right if this is true even if it's everything not true, kyle even if it's it, not true sure but this just goes to the point that we've been making the blog is not a way to show off cool and exciting new things it's a good additive it's a good supplement to the shows and whatnot but to have that be the only place to get your information is not good for the overall, um, um, oh my God, the overall eyeballs on yeah. your product, right? To see this new fancy thing that's coming out. In addition to put it for pre-order elsewhere. Why is it only on PS Direct? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't no, understand. No. Why is it not at Best Buy and Amazon or Target or Walmart? Like, I don't. Get it. If you want people to get this, right, and you, you're putting all this money and all this um, faith in the teams behind it, yep. and, and they're doubling down because they could have just done the VR1 and said, you know what? 
was a nice experiment. We're not going to continue. Clearly, they still have value in it. So why aren't you showing us that you believe in this thing? Yeah. It's why I wrote in the intro, should we just be calling this the Vita 2? Because that had a lot of promise. And then they let it out to dry. Like, I don't. I just want to shake Mr. PlayStation and be like, what are you doing? Jimbo, stop going to Brussels. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the game is afoot here in VR. Um, listen, I, you took the words out. I couldn't have said it better. Like, everything you said, you cannot launch a $550 headset behind a blog post with barely any marketing, with no state of play, um, you know, all, all through Twitter and 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 your blog posts and and have that be there, there you go like nobody's excited for this thing it's seemingly and having pre-orders still up for the PlayStation VR 2 right now just goes to show the way that this thing has been marketed is just it's a damn shame and yeah. listen I, the one aspect that I really like is they're going to VR creators going put this headset on you know VR better than anybody here go <laughs> you know t tell the world you know they're talking to the right audience but they also need to talk to us as well you know the 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 mainstream you know the people who aren't already into vr exactly tell get, people why they need a vr too get us in here you know show us the state of play i get it vr doesn't show as well as other games but to the people that are interested in vr that's gonna it's it's gonna it's going to get you or intrigued. It's going to get them excited and yeah. experiment with how you market it as well and how you show it off. This could, you know, you could call it a state of play VR and show someone moving in real time with VR as they're moving in game to kind of give you a visualization of what that person is doing. You know, mm -hmm. you can have it. So like, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, the, you know, we talked about it last week, kind of like that, that, you know, Microsoft Bethesda directive, like getting the devs out there talking, like them talking about their games, we're going to be interviewing a lot of developers. Guess what? They all want to talk about their games right now on, yeah. on PSVR. So to me, I, I I want to see PlayStation put the real money behind this because it seems like, or not real money, they, they invested millions in this thing. But yeah. like, I, I want to see them put real marketing behind this thing. Because mm -hmm. now we're 30 days away and Stingray X writes in, hey, fellas, regarding PSVR 2, happy launch month. Oh, uh, <laughs> do you think PS Plus would be uh, will include uh, titles in the future? Take care. We're a month away from this thing, Kyle. There's no fervor. There's no like fever. There's no. There's none of that. And like even with VR one, that's something we've been clamoring for. Yeah. Like put at least one VR title a month or every other month, and not just have Starblood Arena for every mm -hmm. month for six months being the VR thing on there. Like, you got to show love to it, and you got to give people a reason to go pick out the headset, pick up the headset. They're not doing the thing. It, it'd be real nice for this live from PS5, a giant PSVR yes. helmet fell from the sky or something. Exactly. Um, and, and I get we're still in pandemic time, so having it be in stores for people to try on is probably not the best right. thing possible, but still talk about it. Yep. Like, I, I just thought of, like, when was the last time we saw Moss 2 yeah. with PlayStation branding? That was last January, right. I'm pretty sure. Uh, last, then, like, April, May, yeah. April, okay, yeah, almost a year uh, yeah. of 
when we we saw that it was announced. Right. Why why not give us this thing where as jokey and not a thing for you or for anybody, here's NFL Pro QB where you can be the QB in VR yeah. on PlayStation. Here the thing you saw in Quest commercials is also coming on PlayStation. Here's before your eyes a critically an award-winning VR title coming to PlayStation VR 2. Yeah. We got Moss Book 2, we got Moss Book 1. We have um Cosmonius High from the makers of the Job Simulator series. Yeah. Uh, Dimio, which we saw briefly, the Star Wars, right? There's there's so much here. good stuff there, and they're not showing it off. <laughs> I know, I know, and it, it's it's incredibly it's incredibly frustrating. I can only imagine what it's like for the devs. And listen, you know, some of that Jason Try and, and Play, PlayStation has refuted this as well. I do want to mm-hmm. add um, that. Like, no, this isn't happening. We do believe in it. You know, Jason Schreier went so much ago. as like, they're putting this out here, but they're not really, they don't really believe in the tech. They're just putting it out there to put it out there so that just in case something happens, like someone cracks the code that they're able to bring another headset out and, and have it, you know, compete. Uh, possibly because they saw the Vita and it fail, unfortunately. And then now you see handhelds coming back up in a real way, like with the Switch and like with the the Steam Deck. Deck. And PlayStation doesn't have anything. And now we're all clamoring for PlayStation to make something again. Um, I I don't even think that's necessarily it. I, I, I think it's a little bit of column A and column B of like the tech isn't still here yet for it. It will be. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 it's going to get there. But I just don't see them putting in the same effort as their other products. Like even with the PSVR one, here's what I'll say. I'm sorry, I got a little distracted. Um, with the PSVR one, the tech wasn't there yet. Obviously, right? It was all put together by various. You know, it was like the zombified corpse of playstation move with you know the playstation iCam, but they were still able to get it to work and they still made substantial first party games for that headset and promoted it right so yeah you had moss which was a playstation you know timed exclusive you did have games like blood and truth you did have asher's playroom and uh asher's rescue mission there was substantial stuff for the title there and not to say that horizon you know call of the mountain isn't substantial it looks like it is it's it's gonna be huge it's the only thing there from playstation so you know, I, I feel like they just need to put more emphasis on this thing, how it actually exists and how it's going to push its medium forward. Because, listen, when you're promoting this thing to 20 million, 20 plus million, 30 plus million PlayStation 5 users, I understand this thing isn't going to take the world by by storm, but it could still be substantial in its own marketplace. And they're just not doing it. And that's the annoying thing. Yeah, that's been my TED talk. I like how it got there at the end eventually. And for Stingray, for your question, will we see PlayStation Plus titles? Let's not hold our breath here. Sadly. We've been calling on it since, you know, since the show's inception, and they haven't done Mm -hmm. it. So I don't don't expect that, unfortunately. But before we get into the the last story, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to add or have we we vented enough? I think think we've vented enough. I, I just like PlayStation, just talk to us. Yes. And not in blog form. That's yeah. all I, at the end of the day, that's. I think that's where our frustration lies. 
It's been a while. It's been a while since you talked to us. I, I could put up a Google form right now. It's been 537 days since a showcase. Um, yeah. And this news, while being disputed, is disheartening that it's, you know, in the air at the very least. Because it's cool that PlayStation has gone out to say, no, this is not true. And also, a lot of people going, you know, production's been cut in half. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not been cut in half. That's, I don't know who's running with that. Um, and all that is great news, but it's still, I just feel like there's this thing in the air where we just want PlayStation to talk about the things that we're excited for. And they're not doing that. So don't take this as like us, you know, blowing steam that we think this is real because PlayStation's come out and denied those yeah. claims. And even if they're true, let's let's get real with each other here. We are in a recession at this very point in time. Very much so. This thing isn't going to, you know, be selling millions upon millions of units. PlayStation has the right expectations here when they're like 1.5 to 2 million in the first year. So to me, I just want them to celebrate this headset that, from what I've been hearing, is really special. And I just want them to have that same energy. Yep. All right, there you go. Now that my TED Talk's over. Kyle, let's talk about the next story, sir. Cat Bailey over at IGN writes, Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony won't be a part of E3 2023. E3's first physical event in four years was supposed to be a triumphant return for the trade show, an opportunity to recapture some of the excitement of past conventions, which historically have been major showcase events for the games industry. However, it appears that when E3 2023 hits the Los Angeles Convention Center in June, it will it will be without three of its most important draws. IGN has heard from multiple knowledgeable sources that Xbox, Sony, and, the, and Nintendo won't be a part of E3 2023 or have a presence on the Los Angeles Convention Center show floor. This information comes on the heels of Xbox's announcement last week that it would be returning to Los Angeles for its annual summer showcase while declining to confirm whether it would be a part of the show itself. Speaking with IGN last week, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer said the platform holder is timing its showcase with E3 at a moment, quote, convenient for press and even consumers, end quote, at the event, meaning it's likely to roughly align with the event itself. Spencer also stressed Xbox's public support for E3 and the Entertainment Software Association, the ESA. However, IGN understands that Xbox won't have a booth on the show floor. Oh, man, someone said it, like, perfectly. <laughs> They're like, okay, so we got E3 coming out beginning of June. Then we have Jeff's show on the 8th. Um, then we have the Xbox event somewhere in the same time frame. Uh-huh. Uh, then we have EA Play somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, It's now from one week, uh, a one-week event to, like, a one-and-a-half-week event yeah. where everything is already all over the place. It's a Burning Man situation. It's a Burning Man situation. It's high in the desert, <laughs> dancing, dehydrated. That's right. Don't know where they're going. They're sm- it reeks. Yeah. Um, but it. Mm. They're off doing yoga with Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's worse. And he's just like, let's more about everybody. No. Yeah. No, stop. Um, and he's in character for his next role. Anyway, that being said, Kyle. I don't see this as bad news. Do uh, is this not first off when they're like PlayStation and Nintendo will be there, but and X, cool. Xbox has been 
attached to E3, but or, or kind of detached at the same time. They've been in, in the um, the same theater where the game across the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for PlayStation, they haven't been there since what 2018, 2019, yeah. right? Um, so I don't know why Sony's even like why it's in the title. I get it, SEO. Yeah. Nintendo's the only one here that is of any substance because they own like a, a block or a half a block of the convention floor. They're a huge part of it. Now, rumor has it it's because Nintendo, you know, they would have. By the time E3 happens, they would have already dropped the presumably game of the year because everybody loves Zelda and it's a, there's a bias in the industry about it, but that's neither here nor there. Zelda <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2 or Tears of the Kingdom, whatever you kids are, are hyped about. Yeah. Um, and that their second half won't be as populated with, you know, the big bangers, as you kids hey! are saying. Right? <laughs> I, and, and I got to say banger for Nintendo because it's a childish word that we need to stop using okay it. nintendo's sure. childish you're like a growing up who's enjoying a yoohoo and they're like oh don't don't look at me <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is this is bad for you this is childish this is shame i'm drinking a yoohoo well then you put the yoohoo down and grab a capri sun that that's what there you're you trying go. to be right now or, or the no 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 the high c the slimer ecto high cooler c. oh yeah yeah dude oh my god that's when Honestly, if we bring that back, I think the world can start healing. I think That's the world fair. will start healing. We could start yeah. embracing each other again. Like we could just start. I've been seeing Dunkaroos out and about. <gasps> they're they're back. No, I could buy a whole case of Dunkaroos at the grocery store. Oh, that's uh oh. Uh-oh. Lead us not into temptation here, Kyle. <laughs> and deliver us some gosh dang dunkers <laughs> ASAP. The the what is it? The the chocolate one, of course, like that's a given, but like the yeah. one with the party, like the funfetti, mm-hmm. the birthday cake, mm-hmm. chef's kiss. Whoever I, I remember when you got that as a kid, you're like, oh, I'm in for a goddamn treat. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make everyone jealous in the cafeteria with that one. Yep. <laughs> All right. Kyle, back to E3, gosh damn it. Um yeah. but I don't see this as a as a big deal. It's it's literally just Nintendo. So yeah. I, I feel like we're freaking out because as the industry gets older, that means we're getting older and we remember E3 of being the epicenter for big game releases, and it's just not that anymore. Mm-hmm. It seems like E3's turning into PAX East. Because, you know, the PAX crew now runs E3, or they're running it for the first time. And from what, you know, we can expect from them, it's like, yeah, you're not going to get your Xbox or PlayStations here, or Nintendos, but you're going to get some third-party stuff and some cool AA stuff, and you're going to have a cool indie booth in the middle of it. So, like, to me, it just sounds like this is a good opportunity for up-and-coming developers to go into the the show floor and for indies to also come into the show floor and show off their, their games as well. Cause this is a moment for the PAX team and E3 to redefine themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, I yeah. want to know what you think. Yeah. I'm not super surprised. If anything, I'm more excited for the alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a bummer. E3 is is seemingly not what it was. Yeah. Because E3 is like video game Christmas. It has been for me uh, yeah. the last decade plus. So 
you know, not having a, a PlayStation show and, and coming on here and live reacting to E3 shows with you uh, for E3 is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. But this does make me excited for it was trademarked again a few months ago, but like PlayStation experience, right? Yeah. What if PlayStation just puts on their own thing and Xbox Fan Fest is there for that week and Nintendo does an in-person thing somewhere else? Like that that excites me to so the fans of each individual brand have a reason to go there and to see all the cool things because I miss PlayStation experience. That was a great time. And it wasn't just like the big, big first party stuff. There were a bunch of other really cool, smaller stuff there as well. And uh, I I think those are fantastic to have. Yeah. I think the, the one thing we also forget too is like, there's just so many more shows now. Like, yeah, oh, you yeah. got your EA plays, you got your Ubisoft Direct or forwards, whatever. Mm-hmm. Backwards, it seems like nowadays. Hey, oh, <laughs> I'll go, I'll go into health. Be right back. Um, but like, you have your Xbox thing, your Nintendo Direct, your state of plays. There's now just so many more places for uh, developers to show off their wares now that it's not just all shoved into a week of like, yeah, one game's gonna get overlooked because. I don't know. We're back in a tent for some reason for The Last of Us Part 4 because we're skipping 3. Like, mm-hmm. To me, there's just now more chances for developers to get spotlighted, which means more chances for indies to get uplifted. So, you know, the more, you know, uh, what is it? Indie mini showcases we have, the better. Yeah. The yeah. mini indie showcase, 6-1-indie. There you go. And I think it's, it's things like that that are that are truly the future. And I think we're, we're being grumpy old men. We're like, I miss it back in my day. I just had a, I just watched it on spike TV. Remember spiked. It was the best, oh. you know, I, I, that, that's what I'm thinking. I, we're just having old man syndrome. Let's sure. just relax. All right, Kyle, it's time for some flash news. Got to go fast. Got to go fast. Oh my God. There's so much, there's Ooh. so much this week where we said that there was a lot of news. Here we go. We were not kidding. So those are the thir- three big ones, right? Again, PSVR 2, assuming that's coming out in a month. <laughs> Horizon Multiplayer League, that was a pretty big deal. Uncharted 5, who knows when, who knows where, but it'll probably happen. The Flash News? <laughs> Buckle in, folks. Because Jedi Survivor has been delayed from March 17th now to April 28th, a whole month and change, I'll get to play a good Star Wars again. And from what I read, the game is it's content complete. Good. It's just fixing up bugs. Okay. And glitches, which cool. is fine. Fine. With, with how buggy the first game was, I feel like this is smart. Also launching right before like May the 4th, pretty good move because you're going to get an pretty extra good. bump when you're in that convention floor. So Absolutely. All right, here's another biggie. This one broke as we were about to record. It's here in the Flash News, but there's probably a lot to talk about here. Mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus Collection that's been offered since the PlayStation 5 launch will now be going away on May 9th. Uh, this is straight from the blog. From May 9th, the PlayStation Plus Collection will no longer be available for PlayStation Plus benefit. You can add any of the titles from the PlayStation Plus Collection to your game library before May 9th and play at any time in the future with an active PlayStation Plus membership. PlayStation Plus game catalog monthly games and existing other benefits will not be affected by the change. Ooh, 
We famous Seamus writes in just like you can too. If you add us at PS Trophy Room or join the Discord and you ask there with PlayStation just announced today that the PlayStation Plus collection would be going away in May. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think PlayStation is doing this because the PlayStation 5 shortage seems to be over and they want people to buy games from the collection? Question mark. Kyle, why is PlayStation being mean, evil, and duplicitous in nature? <laughs> um... And is duplicitous a word? I don't know. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I, oh man, I don't think this is a gigantic, huge loss. I know that might be controversial in itself. Are you reacting to something else or what? No, duplicitous is a word and I did use it correctly. Take that Adam Leonard and everybody that says it makes up words because I do, I do does. I do does. Um, I think most of these are just going to be reabsorbed into the new PlayStation Plus. Most of these games are already in uh, PlayStation yep. Plus Extra. Exactly. And, and so it's a little bit of just um, overlapping. Yeah. And uh, I don't I don't think it's for people to go spend their money on these games. No, it's for you to spend your money on PlayStation Plus Extra, which. Yeah. OK, so for me, I'm not upset because if I wanted to play Fallout 4, I would have played Fallout 4 by now. I had two years in a pandemic to do that and I didn't do it. Uh, so chances are I'm not going to go to Fallout 4. Right. Yeah. That being said, uh is it because they want to push out, you know, the PlayStation fives here. So now they want you to buy God of war. No, because again, God of war is in the collection. Um, they want you to be part of that sub, uh, sub service, just like it back, back in the day, they wanted you to be on this sub service so that you play this collection. So for it going away, there's probably a lot of legal reasons why it's going away. Maybe a lot of the deals are expiring. IE there's a lot of Bethesda titles in there. So, that could be well, something yeah, here, that's happening. Here's according to who who did this list. Uh Wario 64. Yeah, um, go for here it. are the, the list of games on the PS Plus collection. Uh from Worldwide Studios, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet and Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and from our third party publishers and developers, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Zombies Chronicles Edition, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Yeah, a lot of those games are already on the extra service. So, yeah, to me, this is a lot of overlap and a lot of people being excited by fire and they just want to run towards it and see what's happening there. I don't see that this is a huge deal. Is it a loss? Sure. Is it like, you know, the Mets botching the playoffs? Oh, look at me. I got two. How? I got two on that one. Dare you? I'm sorry. But it's it's like, you know, this isn't DeGrom leaving. Did I get another one there? Oh, you did, and it hurts so much. So. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I'm like that Joe Biden meme. All right. So, like, to me, I, I don't see this as a big deal. I just, I, I don't. And it's not because they want you to buy a PlayStation 5. I just feel like it's already, so much of it is already in the service. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I thought we'd have way more to say on that. I don't know why. I thought maybe I'd be a little bit more kooky crazy, but... Seem no, pretty you just rational. Decided to just you know make fun of my Mets fandom. It's fine. That's fine. I bet Sertonis really likes me on this episode. I bet I'm becoming his favorite. 
You know why? Because I'm talking like I'm not saying a lot of mean stuff towards Sony this week. Like I'm really rational and calm mind. Mm. And I haven't said the the G word, which he does not like. Oh, game pass. Ha! <laughs> See, minus one for you, <laughs> plus one for me. You're not gonna catch me saying it. Do, do you remember that just popped in my head when you said minus one for me? What's that? Remember when we would put a, a one on the board every time you played said Fortnite <laughs> in the early days? <laughs> Listen, I'm about to say it soon, so let's. Oh we boy! We might want to get the counter out. We might want to. All right, here's a really awesome one, Sony. It's official. They've said it. They've done said words, and they made a sentence that God of War Ragnarok has sold over 11 million copies Ooh, in three wee. months, making it the fastest-selling first-party game in PlayStation history. What? Do my yeah. fake glasses deceive what I'm seeing here, sir? I wish we kept it written down somewhere when you asked the question, how much is this going to sell a few months ago? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I was on the high side. Uh, yeah, and you were. Th- this is pretty close. This is awesome. Yeah, in retrospect, uh, what? Last of Us Part Two sold 9 million copies in a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this one, 11 million in three months. Wow. Santa Monica, don't miss. This was our game of the year last year. Of course, voted on by you. I gave it to Elden Ring, but then I was just like, you know what? I'm not fighting it. Not fighting it. This is not a molehill to die on. So, alas, I relinquished to God of War as well, because, uh, spoiler alert, this is, the, this is the best sequel ever made. So Yeah. Awesome. Santa Monica, mm-hmm. flowers to you. Yeah. All right. The Last of Us Season 2 has been greenlit. This comes by variety. By contrast, The Last of Us Episode 3 had a 6.4 viewer representation, a 12% uh, percent Increase from last week's 5.7 million, which itself was a 22% improvement on the first episode's 4.7 million. Not just that, but it is critically getting just all the flowers in its reviews, and it's getting review bombed by people that are uncomfortable with their sexuality, which is (laughs) ironic. Uh, Amazing episode of television. Awesome to see Last of Us getting Mm -hmm. greenlit. Now, Craig Mazin has come out and said, Last of Us Part Two is going to be more than a season. I figured it would be. He goes, it's a much bigger game. I'm like, it yeah. is. And I think the pacing works well for a TV show more than a game. So I think this is going to be. And I'm not like, this is not me trying to sound like. No, it's that you throw in shade. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think, I think, I think even people that are way more critical on The Last of Us Part Two. I think they're giving it the benefit of the doubt here going pacing wise. This is going to make a better TV show than a game. Sure. So, and, and I could see at least two seasons. Absolutely. There, there are, there, are, I, I could see three if they want to break it even more. But uh, I know, I, and I, I know where you, you'd be breaking them too, but I don't want to. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, is a, that is a no spoiler territory. Yeah. We're not going to bring out the golf yeah, clubs no. on that one. I hate you so much. That was me being cheeky there. <laughs> All right. Don't look that up, people that are watching the show for the first time. EA. Here, here's a new one. Kyle, have you seen this? Ever heard about this? Yep. Yeah. All right. EA reportedly canceled a single-player game codenamed Titanfall Legends yesterday. This comes from Okami Games. They also... Uh, they also... I think discontinued Apex Legends Mobile... And a Battlefield mobile game that they were working on as well. But 
more from Okami here. Them saying uh, it was set in the Titanfall slash Apex Legends universe. It was in production at Respawn Entertainment with a team of around 50 developers who will be relocated or unfortunately laid off. That sucks because mm-hmm. more people getting laid off is awful, but I'm seeing a lot of developers land on their feet. So hopefully these folks will as as well. I'm not bummed out about the games being canceled. Like the Apex game or Titanfall Legends game. That doesn't bum me out because it was never officially revealed. I love Titanfall 2. It's one of the best sequels ever made. There's a pattern here. Um, And I can consider this them flying too close to the sun. But I, I can't be bummed out about it because they never announced it officially so to me i'm just more concerned that those people are going to find jobs rather than is this game going to come out that would be a selfish thought for me so i'm not i'm not here to do that yeah yeah the only thing i would add is uh, someone who's just laid off i understand what they're going through and i hope they are uh back on their feet sooner than i am yeah (laughs) because it's gonna be a bit still who we all right the Last of Us test actress. This is the last bit of very sad news. Um, Annie uh, Wershing has passed away at the age of 45. Wershing played Tess in 2020, uh, sorry, 2013 uh, original game. One of the only two games that she lent her voice and performance capture towards. So as we stated in our la- uh, Last of Us breakdown, our thoughts go to her and her family. Um, cancer sucks. F- answer. And um, love you. Anybody going through it right now knows someone going through it. Um, I've lost people to cancer. Uh, it truly sucks. It's devastating. My heart goes to all y'all affected. So, yeah. All right, Kyle. It's time for the next big segment here called Quick Play. Now, here's the rules of the road for Quick Play. We each get one minute. But if there's something like we got a code for a season... We're going to give it a good old-fashioned impression. Uh, and if we have any questions, any comments that we want to add to each other's games, guess what, Kyle? We add what? time to the clock. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. So, Kyle, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go for it. Power Wash Simulator. What the hell are great you? time. What? <laughs> you get time extended. Why? Why? I, so here's the deal. I think it is so calming and relaxing. Okay. And for uh, my bad brain days lately, sure. the one thing that is going to go right is me cleaning off all these dirty things in a game. And it's very therapeutic. It is a good time. And once I figured mm. out that I can just hit the, the toggle so the water is just constantly going and I don't yeah. have to hold down the button and the carpal tunnel gets real bad. Yeah. It's just it's a dream. I'm okay. having a great time. It it it's there's nothing more to it. It is just cleaning things, but it is extremely satisfying, and uh, it's a fun time. And they have the Lara Croft uh, Manor as a DLC thing, now, and they just announced a Midgar thing. So it'd be I think cleaning Cloud's bike, uh, um, which is kind of cool. So yeah. Okay. Question. Um, first, what's Cloud wearing? <laughs> Shut up. Thoughts. Uh, are you playing this on PlayStation? It came out on PlayStation the other day. Any DualSense functionality to it? Uh, nothing crazy. It's nothing just crazy. Rumble. Okay, yeah. okay. 
Really? You got the adaptive triggers. Let's use them. Um, let's see. One more. One more question. How much is it? And is it an easy I want to s- say it's 20 $20 hairs. Okay. Um, and it could be an easy plat if I read the trophies before I started playing. Oh, really? They're intricate? Like clean this, they're, the, the Lara They're like, do this thing minutes? first before you clean anything else. Okay. And I, and I didn't do that. So I would have to go back and redo that level, which who knows? Honestly, um, so many people have had fun with this. I'll wait for a sale here and I'll pick it up. That's that's what I think. Oops, Kyle made a big old. Sorry, sneeze. I had to sneeze. That's all right. Um, yeah, it, it generally is a fun time, and it does have co op. Okay, so you can you can clean together if you if you're into that thing Ooh-wee. sort of thing. Kyle, um, are we cleaning yeah. together? Hey, we're, we're a bunch of dirty boys over here. We can. <laughs> uh, are you sure we stream reason- this? Maybe. You know, uh, Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. <laughs> Uh, if, hit- if you if you want to see this yeah. happen, a bunch of dirty boys wanted to get clean. <laughs> I don't know, maybe oh, we'll boy. do a Patreon poll. I don't know. Oh boy! Yeah. Um, but the reason why I wanted to start there is because I've also it's also been my um, home away from home, my bright light and a dark time that is dead space. Because oh my god i've never experienced i experienced this game briefly i talked about that story i think a long time ago where the f- only time i played it on ps3 my power went out <laughs> while in the game <laughs> the lights went out at the same time and i said nope this is god telling me no thank you yep. so i haven't even touched or watched or anything so I, i'm diving in i'm just now starting chapter six is where mm-hmm. i left off okay um I don't have a bleep button, so Joe, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Just mute yourself right before you're about to cuss, because okay. YouTube's going to yell at us. This game is beep, 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 beep. terrifying. It's effing terrifying. <laughs> I hate it so much, but at the same time, I'm enjoying the 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 beauty of it in its grotesque nature. The environments are crazy. The fact that the shadows look like the necromorphs that throws me for a loop. Um, it's pretty incredible. I'm having a great time. I know Joe, you've you've already beaten it, yeah. and I know you're dying to gush about it. So, Joe, go ahead. This is the greatest remake I have ever played. This is what's going to set the bar for remakes to come. Motive I, Studio understood to, to qualify that. Yeah, it's because you have history with Dead Space. Oh, I have. A tr- so this is my pre Bloodborne. You know, yeah. you know how I made Bloodborne my personality, folks. Well, Dead Space is was my personality for the longest time because it is the game that made me fall in love with survival horror. Uh, it's the reason why I love games like The Last of Us. It's because you know Dead Space opened the door. There is, I'm gonna sound like a broken record if y'all follow me on socials, which you should at Mister Bad Bit. But this is not just the best remake ever made for me i have tremendous emotional attachment to it but in terms of level design there is there is no there is no game that comes close you need to play this game with headphones the 3d audio is it's perfection like the audio sounds so well layered where you have the weird ambiance around you 
Then three, four feet in front of you, you hear the creak of metal and pitter patter of like footsteps on the ground. You hear then like six feet ahead of that, the weird grumblings and gurgles of the necromorphs. It's nonstop. Nonstop. (laughs) And then you're just, you're introduced. You just see this, this fog around you. Right. That builds this this ominous vibe with just then the flashing lights of just the little floodlights around you. And you're right, because like doors are like halfway broken. You're like, is is that is that a necromorph? Is that a door? Yeah. Right. Or like these weird water heaters with pipes yep. that are, are illuminated by a shadow on the wall. I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> the, the, the number of times that I've actually gotten scared from things that weren't necromorphs. I got scared from, from showers and toilets more than I got scared from necromorphs. Mm. Like all of a sudden I walked into a room, showers just went on. I was like, Oh yeah. shoot. Uh Oh, what's going on? Um, and every time those moments happened, I was like, <laughs> you got me. Um, no, this game's oozing with atmosphere and it is just tremendous. And it's shown how well this game has aged at the same exact time. If you're a hardcore dead space fan, you know, they've changed certain elements. So back in the original 360 PS3 version, you didn't have those floating zero gravity elements that came in the later game. You had magnet boots that would have you you know, jumping platforms in space when you were out there or in zero G those elements were really bad and really annoying and set that game back. They took those out in this game and just added zero G environments. There's also levels that they've reconfigured to make it feel better and feel a bit scarier. So I'm looking at you, Uber Necromorph, you scary son of a gun. There's a, there's a scene that is so terrifying with that thing in the original game where you had to solve a puzzle to, to, to stop this unstoppable beast where they've changed it up in a smarter way that is way less frustrating, but equally scary. So even the parts that they retooled or reimagined still feel like it belonged in the original game. Even some of the story beats like, in the original game, and we're going to talk a lot about this in The Road to Greatness, they've changed, and though it's not, it's mostly a one-to-one story, the elements that they've changed, they know we're smarter consumers now, and they made the right changes to the story. You know, the only thing I could say on, like, dialogue is that Isaac, though he's voiced in this game, rather than in the original he doesn't add much to to the to the story so that would be my only thing it feels like they they fit Isaac in when they can but he doesn't necessarily elevate the story itself just because he can talk now but nonetheless this is per- this game's perfect to me so Kyle I, w- I want I want you to I, I want to thank you for letting me just go on that rant because I was way of longer course. than a minute um no that's fine but I do have a question from Nagachaka, and they write in, it sounds like you've had a blast with the Dead Space remake. So the question is, will you be going for the Platinum Trophy? And did you play with lights off and with headphones on? Um, I'm not a coward, Nagachaka. I'm not like Sean Capri over at the Xbox drive. I'm not a coward. I'm not going to run away from my own podcast when you know my foe enters the chat like he did today with his show. 
um, because I showed up and he just ran away. He couldn't take it. That being said, though, Mm -hmm. um, I played with headphones on, which I encourage everybody to play with headphones on. Get spooky, get scared. It's all right. It's a human emotion. Let's embrace it. Uh, Played with lights on and lights off. I beat this game yesterday at midnight. So lights off. It got it got real spooky in here, but I just I love it so much and it just is so gosh damn beautiful in the most gruesome way. Well, I, the reason why I was looking down at my phone when you were saying that is because I was looking for the text yeah. that you sent me and you goes, I'll tell you how scary it gets. I've been playing this game for hours in a row. I walked into this room and knowing what lays next and we'll get back to this game tomorrow when it's daylight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there were times where I'm like, I'm not. I know what's here. <laughs> I know what's here, and yeah. I'm not risking it for the biscuit. Not today. Yeah. So I, I've been playing in quasi dark. Yeah, like I, I set my lights to blue, which is what it is now. Um, no headphones for me, mm-hmm. just because I'm too much of a baby. And on. also, put them on. Trust me. But uh, but Joe, I already ha- I'm having like anxiety attacks <laughs> playing normally. <laughs> so good. I can't do it. So good. Uh, Maybe. Who knows? Do it, um, dude. Yeah. Really quickly before we get to your Please. other game, and this is a long, quick play. Yeah. Um, I read it wrong. I forgot that I did this before what? I played Dead Space. I played the Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC for the first oh, time. Oh, yay or nay on it. It's a yay. It was fun. It was mm-hmm. fun five, six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Yuffie is, is great in it, mm-hmm. and the story is fun, but I miss controlling Cloud and the Fair. and the other characters uh of the gang uh but it was cool running around uh uh the the slums mm. at the same time the main game is happening and so like you see the other characters of avalanche oh and, and you can't really interact with them except right. for playing like mini games or whatnot and plus the 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 ghosts the plot ghosts mm-hmm. will stop you okay. um so it was a fun it was a fun time it was okay. good well, listen, I've been playing a lot of this game we got a code for called Season, A Letter to the Future. Kyle, yeah. you're actually way better at the synopsis than I'm going to even, and I've been playing it. Sure. Uh, yeah. So tell everybody what Season is. Mm-hmm. Take it away, sir. So here, here's uh, my synopsis uh, from what I remember when I played it at PAX a few years ago. Yeah. Um, you are part of a civilization that is outside of the rest of the world whose job is it to record humankind and choose what you want to uh choose what to include to how to remember certain things yeah um so let's say you go to you come across this pond and you can choose to whether draw it record what it sounds like or um you know, describe how it smells or something like that. Uh, a little shaky on the options, but you're you're interacting with these people because the world is about to um, deal with a catastrophic event, and uh, it's your job to record human history yeah. and before it's all gone forever. And, and you get to choose the memories. So yes, yep, yeah. There's something. There's there's multiple cataclysmic things that are ending this quote unquote season. So how, you know, 
how is you know the world we go by seasons you know winter spring mm-hmm. summer fall all you got to do is call but this time it's it's the end of the world and people are preparing but also it seems like people are kind of aware that this happens and it ebbs and flows and so your duty is to travel away from this high mountaintop civilization to this one that is truly being affected by everything and record what is going on. And as you're recording, you are learning what is happening to this civilization and you're choosing what to remember. So for example, you got like this little picture book and you can record, you go, oh man, this is a very beautiful area. I'm going to you know, share this picture I took of this beautiful bridge overlapping the horizon or, Hey, there's this cute little goat. I took a picture of, it's not really a main plot point, but I liked this goat. So I'm going to put that in the picture book. Um, there was this, you know, beautiful chime and I took, you know, a, a recording of it and put it in my picture book. And every time you put, take something of substance into this picture book or you take a picture of it, you get this beautiful dialogue surrounding it. It is a very Zen Mm -hmm. game of just absorbing things in the moment. And I think one of the overarching themes is we have to, or we should be living more in the moment while being aware of the outside world around us. Um, You know, being more selfless, helping others instead of being selfish, that type of stuff. There's a lot of themes that it plays on and it plays on some better than others. Um, You know, there's a some of the themes, it's like classic indie, like more bad, peace, good type of type Mm -hmm. of thing that I see a lot in, in, in indie games that they do here as well. It's like. Well, can we talk about the strife? What led to it? Rather than going, look at this destruction. Ain't it bad? It's like, yeah, but there has to be more than that. Um, and you're really just learning what what's led to these events. So to me, though this isn't my particular game of choice, I really appreciate what these devs have gone and made and created i do think it's a really special game that does take a advantage of a lot of the dual sense features like you're oh, it riding does. A, great yeah you're riding your bike and you actually have to pedal with the l1 r oh cool but like only it. for a little bit and and you're feeling like the the foot pressing on the triggers um the 3d audio as well with the wind chimes like everything sounds beautiful um so for the most part i'm i'm really enjoying myself i am literally 15 minutes to the end and oh, I okay. I definitely recommend this game. I think it's what 20, 30 bucks. Um, it's a it's a it's a swell time. And for you platinum hunters out there, trophy hunters out there, this is like a two, three hour experience that is memorable. This is not a Ratalika game. This is something that, yeah, you'll get your platinum trophy, but hopefully you get something more out of it than just mm-hmm. that. So it's it's a though not my strongest recommendation, I definitely recommend this game to y'all. Question. Yeah. Just because I'm coming off of such an emotional roller coaster in a space from the unbound. Yeah. Were you uh moved or emotional at any points of this game? Like from what I remember from the demo from PAX, I, I got choked up a little bit at some yeah. of the things. It's thirty bucks is, by the way on PS five. Okay. Yeah. Is it is it have you run into that? There are definitely points where I'm like, Yeah, Kyle would feel something here, but I'm a void of of, of nothingness so like I, I i don't have those strong emotions but it makes me think 
uh, on on a lot of stuff for sure. Um, but yeah, I, again, to me, this is, I, this was like the, I need to wash my, my mouth out of all the terrors I've just saw from dead space yeah, yeah, into yeah. this game. I think it's doing a perfect, oh, it's my, it's nice. my wash simulator thing. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, you're yeah. washing away with that and I'm literally just washing things. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> a great game, a great game. Awesome. And uh, shout out to the protagonist, uh, who does a great job of, uh, I, I think she is the best voice actress there. Uh, which is oh, probably okay. the only other thing I get a little nitpick is a lot of these voice actors. Some of them seem like they are just reading the script. Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't remember voice acting at all when I played. Yeah. I'd either prefer it just to be her voice or no one talk, but her. Okay. So, okay. yeah. All right, Kyle, last but not least, Lee, again, we, there's so much we've been playing. There's so much we've been experiencing and I've been, First off, shout out to my good friend Luke Lore again. All right. He gave me this bad boy right here. You see this? Yeah. You're looking at uh-huh. this, Kyle? Uh-huh. Yeah. It is the Dual Sense Edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally out. Um, you know, Luke went out of his way to pick this up for me when I had the disconnect with PlayStation Direct when they wouldn't let me purchase anything from them. And it's not as simple as Joe, just go and make another account. No, they banned my email. They banned my address. They banned my credit card. It was not that simple, guys. All right, you listen to this show? I'm yelling at Kyle here. Sorry, Luke here. All right. Nonetheless, DualSense Edge got it. 200 bucks. Um, we got some questions about it. I want to answer Struble's right off the bat. Hey, Joe. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Joe, does the DualSense Edge feel more weighty and durable than the standard DualSense? Thanks. P.S. Thanks for making the best Patreon content out there. Really loving the extra shows. Thank you. We have a lot of fun making them. Patreon.com slash P.S. To understand what Strubles is saying. Is, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, short, sweet, to the point. This controller is incredible. I love it. It's what I've wanted from PlayStation ever since I got the, my hands on the Xbox Elite controller. For durable, I'm not tossing this thing around the room. <laughs> uh, but it is weightier than than the DualSense by a noticeable amount. But there's also more doohickeys and gadgets and gizmos in this. So first things first, the overall aesthetic hasn't changed much. Um, it's a little bit, they changed some of the texture on the grip. It mm-hmm. feels a little grippier. There's even some texture on the triggers as well. You got like the PlayStation symbols in the back here. Okay. Um, what can I say about it? I wouldn't say durable is the right word. It definitely feels like, here's the hot take from a PlayStation host, uh, a bit more premium than the Elite controller. Like, for example, the case, the PlayStation case alone, just the little gadgets that you get in this thing, um, the case feels better. Most of the, the, the material in here feel better. The cable doesn't feel you know, like a cheap threaded cable they got from anywhere. Like it's very thick. It's not something you get who it's not something you're just going to, you know, cut in half easily. Um, the only thing that I don't like that feels cheap are the analog sticks. I was uh, going to ask, cause from what I saw, the analog sticks are, they're not metal. Like the old school. Oh, okay. They're, they're the old, old school domed as well, which yeah. I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of. And they just yeah. feel cheap and a little plasticky at the ends, okay. which I'm not a fan of per se. But other than that, the controller itself, the one thing that I hate about the Elite controller is the rubber grips that will eventually peel off, especially with my hands. They're like heaters. Uh, There's none of that here. 
Um, aesthetically, again, most of it's unchanged rather than just or other than the buttons in the back, which, oh, oh boy, love it. It feels great. You get two different variations. You get these paddles that you see right here, and you also get these little nubby buttons that you see um, on most of the advertising nubby as buttons. well. Yeah, it, it it helps depending on how you grip the controller. Uh, like if you're bear claw, you're gonna probably want the nubby buttons. Um, and then you get the FN buttons, which are right underneath the analog sticks. These are programmable. Uh, they can control the volume, but if you hold them down and you press one of the square or one of the face buttons, one of the sacred symbols, uh, you get to set a profile. So all these buttons in the back here, you get to program whether you want it to be your X button, your R2 button, whatever button you want, you get to program it there in the back. Just so happens the two most used buttons I use are X and circle. So I'm constantly switching back and forth depending on what game I'm playing um, on the fly, and it's really quick. I definitely prefer the DualSense Edges app that they have over the Xbox Elite one, which I felt was a little bit cumbersome, though I feel like switching is a bit better on the Elite controller than, uh, than the DualSense, but it's really apples and oranges. It's really hard to compare the two. Other than that, the other thing in the back here is that you have these paddle stops or these trigger stops for your controller. So if you want to have your normal button press, you can. If you want to have it so that the trigger stops halfway through, you can have that as well. Or that it, all you need is kind of just the slightest depress and the trigger stops. You can set it uh, and forget it. The cool thing about this is when you have the trigger stops enabled, there's no app. Uh, uh, adaptive triggers. Uh, so, Kyle, before I continue, is there anything you, you'd like me to touch on? Is this something that somebody like me, because you know me, is that something I should be saving up for to get? Like, Or is this for like the, the type of people who are more first-person shooter heavy, like yourself? Yeah, this is definitely not for you. You don't need this. Don't get yeah. this, okay? That's what I figured. Yeah. <laughs> don't depression purchase this, Kyle. All right? No, I, know I will you. Nope. Mm. This is my not depression purchase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it has all the features that we expect Elite controllers to have. It has them here, and they all feel great. It Nothing feels like an afterthought. Um, you also get to play around with how sensitive you want the triggers to be, not just in the, the little stops here. You can actually have it in the software of when you want the trigger to shoot things or aim at things. Same with the analog sticks. You get to play with the dead zones of each one of these analog sticks. So, you know, from a system level, really, uh, really awesome and must have features here that, again, we should expect from these type of controllers and on the hardware side, I feel like this is a very capable controller though. I talked about everything here again, everything you expect from an elite controller. What about the battery? <laughs> the age old question, the age old question. I heard it gets four hours said some YouTuber with a shocked emoji face. Oh. No, Dreamcast guy, it's not only four hours. This thing I've gotten about seven and a half hours from. Cool. Um, so is it great? No. Is it awful? No. Is it meh? Yes. Is it disappointing? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, the one thing I will say about the Elite Controller is that's a 20-hour battery that they threw in there. Does it add some weight and some heft? Sure. 
but they made it work. And it's a great and welcomed addition. For this to last seven and a half hours, listen, the normal person ain't playing that long. But it is annoying if you just got off like a, a medium session in Fortnite, you forget to charge it. And you're, you know, 20 feet away from your, your PlayStation when you're gaming. So you can't charge it and, and play at the same time. I get it. That That's annoying. But I, I do think a lot of it is overblown in terms of the battery department. Is it... Again, better on the Elite? Absolutely. Am I tr giving PlayStation a pass here? No, absolutely not. There should be a 20-hour battery in here. If I'm paying absolutely. 200 bucks, I sh if I'm paying 200 bucks for something, I want everything in that particular thing to be better than its its predecessor or be better from the basic version. And all everything about this controller is better than the basic DualSense until you get to the battery. And that's where it becomes a huge bummer. So... To me, I love this controller. It's already my favorite. But the battery is a, a huge issue. And hopefully, version 2 comes out. Because it seems like this thing's a, a giant success. Um, they fix that. Because even they were sheepish of like, we're not going to say anything. <laughs> we're just going to move back here. It's a smaller battery than the DualSense, and it shows. So again, depending on what games you're playing. So for me, I was playing... Fortnite, I then switched to Call of Duty, I then switched to Dead Space, I then switched to Seasons, uh, Season, um, and that's how I got that seven and a half battery life. But to okay. the Dreamcast guys in the world out there, uh, Steam, just relax. Are you, are you bummed that it's only in white? No. I mean, yeah. I, I I bet eventually it'll come out in different colors, and I'll sure. buy those two because I'm a sucker, but for right now, White's the color, and that's fine. The only thing I don't like, actually, this thing I almost forgot to talk about, is the glossy panel right here the where the analog sticks are. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The one thing you get to do here is there's a little switch in the back. When you switch it, this panel in the front comes off, and God forbid one of the, your analog sticks gets dual st stick drift because these companies mm -hmm. were not holding them accountable enough. Um, you get to replace that that you know, analog stick. These are modular sticks. So you get to replace them. It doesn't mean you get to replace it with the D-pad like some freaks out there want. It's still going to be your classic, you know, PlayStation style modular in the way of you get to take this out and replace it because they're thinking you're going to have a lot of wear and tear on these things if you're one of those hardcore gamers throwing this thing across walls and whatnot. Um, that is a $20 component, though. That's still expensive, but... At least it's an option. At least you get to replace it and you're not spending 200 bucks for it. So overall, this thing is a great controller. If you're a competitive gamer like I, go out there, purchase this controller. I recommend it as well. Ooh, Kyle, that's a lot of me talking, man. That's a lot of me talking. I want to break this up. So I'm going to, here's what we're going to do, Kyle. I'm going to do prepare the drop and then you get to read the games because I've talked way too much. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm horsed, Kyle. A horse? Yeah, but are you holding on to something? Because I'm holding on to this controller right here. I got a marker. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. Kyle, take it away. PlayStation Plus Essentials Games for the Month of February have dropped. We're getting Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Evil Dead the Game, Ali Ali Worlds, Mafia the Definitive Edition. Pretty stellar month again. Hey! They're knocking it out of the park. Ali Ali World is. 
<laughs> the Sopranos reference. Two in a row. All the Ali World's fantastic. Obviously, Joe loves Mafia. All things Mafia. Yeah. Right now. Uh, maybe maybe not the game, but who knows? I'm You're right about to hit season six, and I don't know if uh, okay. I can go any further because that season's uh, awful. Brand new Destiny 2 expansion. Beyond That's right. pretty big. Well, it's and like two expansion packs ago, so... Is that not the new one? No, nope, what's the new one? Oh, Lightfall, which, right? Which Queen? Which Queen's the, the latest one? No, no, no. And then the, the one new that's one about coming, to come out. Yeah, the new one coming out's Lightfall, but the one before that's the Witch Queen. Uh, why did I? Th- I thought this was Lightfall. Mm-hmm. My okay, apologies. Yeah. Still cool. Yeah. Um, and Evil Dead the game is not my jam, but it's cool that it's on there. Yeah, I'm excited for Ali Ali World. That's the one I'll be playing. Mafia, I'll try out later in the year, but that's also on PlayStation Extra. So, overall, yeah. solid month. Yeah. Solid month. Kyle, would you like to read the rest of the games of coming course. out? This January thirtieth on PS5. Astro and Susie go to the beach. Looks to be like one of those cheap platinums. Damn. Uh Brick Firewall underscore on PS5 oh. and PS4. Gnome's Garden Return of the Queen, PS5 and PS4. All right. On January 31st, we've got Power Wash Simulator, PS5, PS4. Uh Raiden 4 at Cross Mikado Remix, PS5, PS4. SpongeBob SquarePants, This Cosmic Shake on PS4. I tried to buy that game for my niece's uh, birthday the other day. Mm-hmm. Not in any stores. Physically, it was not anywhere. Oh, well, well, well. It's a bummer. You could buy it Anyway, season <laughs> on PS5, PS4. Straylight on PS4. And We Were Here Forever on PS5, PS4. February 1st. Alba Seats Warrior, PS5, PS4, Beveron, PS5, Football Manager 2023 on PS5, and Rhythm Sprout, PS5, PS4. And on February 2nd, we've got Braves' Rage, Chef Life, a restaurant simulator, PS5, PS4, Buzzle Bobble 2X, Bust the Move 2 Arcade Edition, and Buzzle... Puzzle Bobble 3, Bust a Move 3 S Tribute on PS4. Boy, oh boy. Deliver, Deliver Us Mars, uh, PS5, PS4. The first one from that, Deliver Us the Moon, mm, I yeah. think was an underrated hit that I hear a lot oh, of nice. people love. Um, Exit Man Deluxe, PS4. Fashion Police Squad, PS5, PS4. And on February 3rd, Helvetti on PS4. And Seed of Life on PS5. Yeah, yeah. Ooh we uh now you talking about power wash simulator i don't know why it's like maybe maybe I maybe just, what maybe i try it i don't know yeah i don't know you talked about oh i got the clean clouds you know bike you know yeah. maybe not I, yet not yet but that's coming out yeah and we all know how, how i feel about cloud you got it he's oh, a cutie yeah, yeah he's i cutie. think about growing old with him yeah we're in a retirement home He's hooked up He's to an oxygen tank. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I think this is the end of the road for me. I'm like, hey, listen, I'll go with you. You know, I'm old. I'm satisfied. Oh. <laughs> you are my purpose, You're my purpose, Cloud. <laughs> oh, and he's surprisingly still ripped. All right. Oh, my God. Sorry, sorry. Weird fantasies aside, it's time for our favorite segment. Now, Kyle, because my voice is dying because of all that talking I did, do you want to go back and forth on these questions? I'm fine with that. Or I can do them all. It's fine. Your call. I'll, you know, I'll let you do it all because it looks like a lot of reading and it would be a lot of me stumbling. <laughs> so it is time for the Sony Pony Express. Yee! 
Take it away. Cowboy Danger D writes in, howdy, y'all. Yeah, I'm a plan, Arthur. <laughs> Question it. for the Sony Pony Express. Over the years, what's your favorite voices to do on the show? As someone who loves doing voices to entertain and annoy my friends, I can definitely relate to the pure joy it tends to being. The other day, I was about to drop gas at a station when some kids wanted to see what I was doing. Before I dropped, I yelled, oh, my God, prepare the drop. It go. was fun. Anyway, as always, love you guys and shiny side up. That's Dropping awesome. gas. I thought he, I thought he like, him landing out a fart. Is that no. the, I'm guessing he drives a gas tanker. Yeah, he's probably dropping the, the like tanker the diesel. off. Yeah, yeah. These kids are like, what's he doing? He's like, prepare, prepare the, the drop. drop. This diesel. Yeah. Coming uh, to your local storefront. Um, coming to your local Luke Oil. I don't do many voices, but whenever I bring out the uh, the nerdy robot, yeah. when it comes to like the really the PR written things, uh, the PlayStation VR two is uh, not going to sell well, according to this person. Like I love doing that yeah. when it is applicable. Yeah. Uh, what's my favorite voice? What's my favorite voice? Um, I would say, I would say it's probably the, the one that I'm the best at, which is the Bog Gow, the Arthur Morgan voice, which some, it triggers some folks and some folks just love it so much. I I do declare, I think it's that one. Um, Yeah. And another throwback. What's the sandwich of the sandwich of the day? By God. Well, today I was about to make a ham and cheese on a nice little wheat bread with mayo. But uh, well, it was a turkey actually, not ham. Um, but the turkey went sour, so oh, yeah. I felt I felt wasteful. I had to throw out the bread. I already had the mayo on it. What is it going to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that or my Barack voice. But I don't think I could do the Barack voice right now because of my throat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm still sure you're. Yeah, your see, I can't do that. Uh, let's be clear, uh, <laughs> Arthur Morgan. I have a plan. Uh, uh, that's all I got right now uh, Sasha, Malia uh, And how can I forget Michelle Yeah, that's all I got Yeah, fantastic. I'm dying inside Don't die <laughs> Next question, sir <laughs> The Green Gorilla Gamer writes Sup, boys? Looks like this show is going to be packed Let me pack it a bit more Who? Just this last weekend oh. After 10 years of patience I finally rolled credits on The Last of Us I'll share my reaction to the ending Once I figure out how to put clips on the app And I must admit That's one of the greatest games I have ever played And one of the greatest stories I've ever seen it Took me 2 minutes shy of 18 hours to get through it Averaging above 50% for the collectibles and Even finishing some Please hold your applause I have a billion questions, but for this week, I'll start with the fact I played the uh, much-needed remake. Out of all the PlayStation games, which one deserves a remake the most? Jack and Daxter or Sly Cooper? God of War 2005 or or Horizon Zero Dawn? Or is it my pick, Uncharted? Hmm. I'm going to say... Go for it. Go for it. No, no, you first. You first. I think uh, the original Uncharted is, is... it needs a remake. It needs some uh, some sort of fixes with the way it's played. But I did jump in briefly to Jack and Daxter yeah. the other day. Yeah. My God, that camera made me want to not play that game ever again. <laughs> it, it is it's inverted. There's no way Oof. to change it. Oof. It's awful. Yeah. Um. So on that alone, <laughs> remake Jack and Daxter just to fix the camera. So I'm getting that Gex remake, so I don't need to go for Gex. But there is, 
Kyle, I'm going to take you with for a short journey here. Um, there's a game that Insomniac has made that I I <laughs> I think logic speaks to me one way, and my heart tells me the other. So, Kyle, I I, I want to know what you, you, you feel about this. Yeah. Logic tells me the PlayStation Five, the Dual Sense. Look at these adaptive triggers; we love them. That haptic feedback, that whatchamacallit calls it, excellent, right? Yeah. So. Resistance, Fall of Man. We need yeah. us a shooter. I think yeah. the Chimera are freaking rad. Yeah. They do. I don't know why, but they do remind me of like the aliens from Signs a little bit. I don't know why. Fair. I don't have no idea why. But mm-hmm. they have like that creepy hunch walk. Um, So like all the functionality of all the weapons you get to use, that's cool. And you get to rewrite that story a bit. Because like for me, if I were to remake Resistance, it's set in modern day War of the Worlds. Um, but Nathan's not the best protagonist. Yeah, so like we could just fix again. We could we could fix it up. We could make it work. Or there's a gem that Insomniac's made that has not graced PlayStation. That's Sunset Overdrive. And why my heart says Sunset Overdrive? Look at what High Five Rush is doing over there on Xbox. Yeah, game looks incredible. The animation is, oh my god, it's beautiful. And for me, Sunset Overdrive is just so colorful, vibrant, it's different, it 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 just oozes style. So for me, my heart goes with Sunset Overdrive because I feel like that would give a lot of color to the portfolio. That I feel like PlayStation has a PlayStation tone, and that would very much change things up a bit, uh, big time. So I would say, hey, you got the engine for it? New and improved Sunset Overdrive. Let's go, baby. That's a good one. And on your best Xbox exclusive, still by the way, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that one. Yeah. Um, on your note for Resistance, because obviously, of course, just bring back Resistance in, in yeah. any form. There's another PS3 era. Oh, first party game. Please tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, not from Insomniac though. Okay. From good old Sucker Punch. Ooh. Bring me that infamous remake. <laughs> that first game, yeah, oh, it's tough to go back to and play. Mm. It uh, that that it one, is. I that that game can do wonders for a remake because two is still pretty great. Yeah. Um, one one is hard to yeah. to play, so I I think that game would be another really good IP to kind of bring back in the portfolio as sure. well. Yeah. I I know I think that's a terrific pick. Yeah. So there's Remember a when that games. Spider-Man 2 trailer started and I was and we thought and we it was thought, infamous for a split second. It made me think for a second. I got lost in the sauce where I was like, what would it be cool like you're playing as Spider-Man and all of a sudden, you know, like I don't here know. Cole. Here comes Cole. Like yeah. you think it's a shocker, but it's Cole. Like that'd be That'd be so that'd cool. Be fucking cool. And that's so, how they I'm announced for PlayStation the All-Stars Battle Royale. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what's the next question on the list here? Yuna writes in, hey there, guys. Hope you're both doing well and able to sleep at night due to Dead Space shenanigans. Uh, It's not going well. Like a baby. (laughs) Welcome to February where game releases stack I'm broken. Winter is well winter, and there are too many games to play. My question this week is, what are your favorite snow day memories with gaming? I am off of school today due to a sleet storm we have here, and it got me thinking about some of the snow days I've had and what memories I've had from gaming with it. So I throw the ball over to you guys. What are your favorite gaming memories from snow days? Snow days. 
Uh, I think of my N64 a lot Okay. for my gaming like snow days. But mine isn't necessarily games. It's actually movies. Like I remember ah. watching Godfather. Look, it's sticking with the mafia uh, themes here. Uh, in a snow day with my mom and my brother. And then I also remember watching, like binging the first two Lord of the Rings mm. because of snow day. So those are my memories. I know not gaming related, but I did the extended editions of Lord of the Rings during a hurricane once. Yeah, that was great. Right. Uh, Snow days for me is always a good JRPG. Fair. Any of the Final Fantasies on PlayStation One, Star Ocean Two, um, Legend of Dragoon. Th- those are those are my jams when it was a snow day because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'll go outside and play outside in the snow for a little bit, but. I'd rather be inside and and play these RP, giant RPGs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what about the next question here? What about the next question, oh. Joe? Pat's gone mad, writes in. This might be a stupid question. No hmm. question is stupid unless it comes from me. But I've been <sighs> hearing a lot of rumors about this detachable disk drive for PS5. Oh, no, Pat. Uh-oh. If this is true, do you guys think they would perhaps make disk drives that would read games from older systems for PS3? And back. Oh, not so dumb anymore, there, Kyle. Huh? Oh, the, you I don't thought, think that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> you, you, you thought, you thought, you thought we we're gonna argue about physical in the way better digital, um, which it is. It'd be real cool, but like you have to do a whole lot to the system architecture itself for it yeah, to emulate it's not the just games a disc first. Drive. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you got to spank a new ps3 laser in there and it starts working you gotta you you gotta trick the games to thinking that that playstation 5 is a ps3 so it's way harder it's way harder because of the the way that architecture set up so yeah it's a good idea but i don't think it's ever gonna happen yeah kyle what's the next question here on the list sir you don't have to say that every time (laughs) oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm an idiot you're You're not an idiot (laughs) Ghetto Berry 13. <laughs> hey guys, see you guys. Platinum Games have announced a 10th anniversary event celebrating the Sublime Metal Gear Rising being released 10 years ago. It got me thinking of its awesome soundtrack, especially a Stranger I Remain song. So I passed to you guys the talking stick. Ooh, we got a ball from Yuna and a talking stick from Ghetto oh, Berry. Wow. What's your favorite banger in a game? And also, what's your favorite banger, aka sausage? Oh. Mine's Cumberland for its peppery goodness. Much love. Um, Sausage. Like a good chorizo, man. You know, I'm Puerto Rican. You, you put a good chorizo in a nice paella. That's pretty good. Ooh, wee, that's the best. That actually, um, that actually got me into like that. That was like the baby step I needed to get into like different type of sausages. Who? Um, so for me, shout out to chorizo. But I, I also like a good hot sausage. Oh my god, this is the worst. Um, so yeah, for me, like sweet sausage freaks me out. Meat shouldn't be sweet. Mm, it shouldn't okay. be sweet. If it if your meat's sweet, send it back. You're being poisoned. Um, <laughs> sweet, yeah, no. We're, this isn't Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We're in the the sausage link section. That's disturbing. can you imagine a, a, a reverse of that movie where it's not a sweet factory? It's just a butcher. Oh no, <laughs> those kids are factory. dead. <laughs> oh no. I'm thinking of what's it? Violet. <laughs> she just turns into a meat blob. Falls into it like a. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's that's gory. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite sausage. I love a good Scotch egg. 
Scotch egg. Okay. It goes against what you just said about sweet sausage, yeah. but it's like a uh, hard boiled egg with sausage wrapped around it and deep fried. It's delicious. Okay. I'm um, always willing to give stuff a chance. Don't get me yeah. wrong. So yeah, like yeah. I'd be down for that. I'd yeah. And a breakfast sausage is a go to. Eh, eh, I like I like like turkey sausage. Like that's good. But like breakfast like I'll always go bacon over breakfast sausage. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with a good sausage at, bre- at breakfast time. Eh. All right. <laughs> uh, song from a game, though? Yeah. Dude. Uh, no, he, specifically banger in a game. Um, song in a game? Uh, yeah. Breaking Benjamin, the Halo song. Oh, Literally is, called Halo. Damn. pretty good. It's pretty good. You can't go uh, wrong with B&B, you know? Uh, the Death Stranding soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah. However, it's the control ashtray maze song. Ooh. There, there's there's not a hyper moment yeah. that I didn't expect at all. Absolutely. It's a great, great thing. Um, Savoy Prime writes in, question for the show. Where's that Star Wars KOTOR remake at? <sighs> Savoy, I don't know what to tell you, man. There were some issues with the company itself, right? Yeah, the, it, it's completely switched hands. And yeah. the scopes probably changed dramatically. So, like, will we get it? Yeah, maybe one day. Even then, maybe. Uh, but it won't be the game that was promised, sadly. So Yeah, it's a bummer. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer, bummer, bummer. The GMAC99. Hey, gentlemen. With the first month of the year wrapped up, where do you stand on your gaming backlog in the year of our Lord 2023? <laughs> I made it a goal to roll credits on several games to clear the golden path for the new slangers. Oh, geez. Headed our way this year. My list of beaten titles in January is in order. Most enjoyed to least the Witcher three wild hunt PS five. The last was part one. The left behind DLC Forspoken, a plague tale Requiem Gotham Knights saints row. Yes. I hate myself since the first two. <laughs> <laughs> Since the first two on my list are games I previously played through and enjoyed, I want to focus on the third title on my list, which is Forspoken. Mm. Plain and simple, Forspoken is a fun time. Mm. And I say this as someone who hated the demo and was second-guessing my purchase. Mm. The combat is always a blast, and the later game twists are decent narrative rewards for making it that far. Sure, the game has its share of jank and cringe, but it does feel like a mid-2000s remaster in parts. But it's not nearly the dumpster fire most reviewers or the keyboard warriors online make it out to be. It seems that these folks fall into one or all of three categories. One, oh, here, GMAC's going in. GMAC went, listen, (laughs) GMAC just went in. He's just like, I'm not pulling punches. Yeah, I'm throwing fists at goddamn cuffs. Go for it. Yeah, all those folks are into one of the... One or all of these three categories. Number one, misogynists who can't enjoy a game with a female lead. Oh, boom. Roasted. B (laughs) or number two, closeted or out of the closet, closet racist. Boom. Roasted. Third, they have an axe to grind with Square Enix. Boom, roasted. And we all you and know, boom, roasted, by the way. Oh, yeah. He didn't write that. I did. And, and GMAC writes, and we know all roads lead to Square. I know you have already touched on this subject last yeah. week, but after playing the game from start to finish, I truly am perplexed by all the hate. It's not a game of the year contender, but it isn't exactly Stone Cold E.T. for the Atari Ooh. either. Yeah. Have a great week, boys. Cheers. Oh, no. That's your best voice, by the way. Which one? E.T. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. 
Um, okay, 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 okay. Let's let's tackle this. So first off, I, the reviews, like, listen, I don't think any of those reviewers reviewing this game are any of those things, right? So like IGN, you know, this, this isn't a JK joint. I, I think they're going to, re- they reviewed this game fairly, just like they would review mm-hmm. a joking side, all games fairly, right? Uh, GameSpot as well. Like most of those sites that have the big names, they have a lot of responsibility and a lot of cachet around them. So they're not, no, they're not any of those three things. Yeah. The game is a six, which means it's fine. It has flaws, but it's still good. And to see this community love that game, it truly has. It actually has made me more curious to actually purchase it because y'all seem to be digging it a lot. I do think that there is a segment though on the internet. Um, it's the it's the it's the console warriors, right? Those people can fall into certain categories that you're talking about there. Like, yeah, there is, and they always seem to be the ones that are not advertised, but like pushed to the front of everyone's feed because it's like, it's easy to hate on something. Yeah. Um, and you know the the console warriors, I think this game gets critiqued heavily because it's a PlayStation exclusive. If this was also on Xbox, it would not get the heat that it's been getting. But because it's been advertised time and time again as a PlayStation exclusive, and it's a timed exclusive for a long while, um, that's why it's getting so much heat. And that means you do get people out there that are all three of those things coming out in the world work you know, throwing shade at, at this, this person, not every single one of them, but some of them, like we joked about it earlier, the, the, the last of us episode three, um, critically praised it's being review bombed by people that are losers. Right. Um, I saw YouTubers going last of us went woke though. The majority of the cast of the last of us spoilers here are queer. So it's like y'all y'all never played the game. Bill is gay. He's openly gay. You know, there is a a, a tongue-in-cheek little joke that Ellie says of like she's checking out one of m- the magazines Bill left in the car ride. In yeah. the car ride. She, she stole. just Yeah, she wanted to see what all the fuss is about. Yeah. Why it's, are the pages all stuck together? It's alluded to. He says it openly, but still there's this oh, did last of us go woke. No, you just went full stupid. So there are elements out there, but I don't think it's the vast majority of folks. It's unfortunately the people that are the console warriors that are throwing shade and the, they're already dumb enough as is there are surprisingly even dumber folks out there um, that, that, you know, loving Xbox and loving PlayStation, loving Nintendo, you know, that, that the sole entity, like I've made my, personality that i love everything xbox and hate everything playstation there's even a subset to that culture that is completely toxic for those three reasons it could be a b c but they're there and we have to do our best to say y'all do not belong here shut up you're not part of this conversation um we need to do a better job at that and i think one of the ways we do that is by stopping by stopping uh to stop highlighting them yeah don't uh, interact don't give them any time of day just mute and move on 
Yeah. Just mute and move on. It's what I've done with Elon. He was funny at first, but now I'm like, you just went full stupid. I'm just tired of hearing from you every day. So I mute and move on. So we just got to mute and move on. We can't, we don't talk to those people. They're dumb. But for the most yeah. part, again, for the people that are the true reviewers and critics, they're none of those things. They're none of those things. Uh, you know, they're good folks that found flaws with a game that is flawed. Just mm-hmm. is. And, and though you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you love it, yeah, it, yeah, it's flawed. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I, I um, hope I, I. Great question, by the way. I don't want to seem like GMAC. How dare you come out? Oh with, no, 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 no. I hope no. I came very civil and all that. Yeah. I and, and to answer his other question that was in here, I know how you you stand on it, but like you don't have backlog. You just play what you want to play. Yeah, I just play what I play. Yeah, I don't for, even think for, about it. For me, the next few weeks I think are slower in terms of re- releases for mm-hmm. me, uh, at least until MLB the Show comes out. Um, A cover athlete. I knew I was forgetting something. Who is this guy? Oh, Jad Chisholm. He's fantastic. I, he's he's shortstop. Awesome watch. Yep. No the, way. My, yeah, for the Miami Marlins. What? <laughs> It's awesome. Um, yeah, I just threw actually, a position out there. If you're listening to it on the day this comes out, you can pre-order it uh, today. Which do you get a hat? Come on, I don't know. I don't know what the additions are yet. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for the next couple of weeks, there are some things I do want to play. I think The Witcher Three. It, it might be the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's no better time than now, especially because I'm still job searching. I got time to play a gigantic thing. This is it. I think I'll probably try to play Dead Space. Try. I'm not. No. no <laughs> You're like, I'm just happy I got this far. Um, I tried going Plasma Cutter only, and I easy. could not. Easy. Yeah, I was like, oh, really? This is a trophy? Because this is what I planned to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll, I'll probably go for that. Then, like, I'm into Ishin, so I'm just going to wait for Ishin as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kyle, that's it. That's been the trophy room this week. That's Bruh. it. Man, man, we had a pack week and we we did excellent, my man. If I don't say so myself, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before you get on out of here? Sure, I'd like to spotlight myself, Mr. KSEP on Twitter, PSN, all that jazz. Go find all the indie game coverage that I'm doing over at 61indie.com, S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E, IndieCast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, The mini indie showcase is coming in March, uh, the day of, or the day before PAX, so March 22nd. Um, We've got a lot of really cool things to show off, so please be excited. In addition to, if you're going to PAX East, I am I'm going to be a part of a panel, Ooh. Video Game Trivia Live, with our friend Jacob McCourt. Um, so uh, I believe that is Friday night. Awesome. It's either Friday or Saturday night. So come check it out if you're in the Boston area and you're going to PAX. That sounds rad. You can find the trophy home. Yeah, you better. No pressure, but you everything is on the line. I got this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You can find me over at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can help support us over on Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And I want to just hype you all up for just a second that the next few weeks, y'all are in for a gosh dang treat. Treats indeed. We're going to be starting to uh, 
you know, reveal one of the surprises very soon, something we've been working on for months. Uh, and then we have Ooh, a wish. couple of interviews uh, that uh, I think y'all are going to be really uh, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty interested by. <laughs> so to say the least, we're going to try to celebrate PlayStation VR 2 in the best way possible and uh, talk to some really amazing folks. So the next few weeks are, are going to be really exciting. This is going to be our biggest and busiest month yet. Um, and it really does mean a lot. If you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and rate us five stars there. We are on the U.S. side of things. Only 13 reviews away from 300 reviews on the U.S. Apple Podcasts alone. So if you could rate us five stars there, talk about why you love the show. It really does help us out mentally as well. Uh, and we'll read them live on the show and for Patreon, patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room, um, there's going to be some cool revisions in the next coming weeks that a lot of y'all, I think, are going to be pretty darn excited for. So make sure you're supporting us over at PS Trophy Room uh, on Patreon as well. All links in the description help support the show. really does help us out and grow this big, beautiful family that we call home. So with all that said and with all that out of the way, everybody, Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye. I love you.